Welcome to the New Swingers Podcast, the only podcast in the world specifically created for and focused on couples who are new to or curious about the swinger lifestyle. It is for audiences of those age 18 years and older. And though we give our opinions, we are not therapists or mental health professionals, and our opinions are simply our own. So here's the deal. Lots of couples new to the swinger lifestyle have a lot of questions, and they're often nervous or feel insecure. Our mission is to help you answer all of those questions so you can explore the swinger lifestyle comfortably at your own pace and make your sex life sizzle. Our voices have been changed to protect our identities and any email questions of yours that we read will be addressed anonymously to protect your identity as well. And a lot of you ask about wanting to see what June looks like because she sounds so hot. Well, she is hot. And here's how you can see what she looks like. This hot, sexy, gorgeous, former church preschool teacher turned hot swinger wife. Just click the first link in the show notes to check out June's OnlyFans page. You'll get unlimited access to hot, daily, uncensored glimpses of her and her gorgeous 32 D pierced nipples. She gets pretty crazy on there. Just click the first link in the show notes. Today we are going to be answering newbie swinger questions. We've been getting some emails with some of your questions. So thank you for sending those in. We're glad yes. we can address those. I am John. I am June. Wow. <laughs> and we are naked as usual. Yes. I do have a blanket though, but that's okay. <laughs> blanket. You're still wearing something. That's just me. <laughs> what was I looking for on here? I was going to bring something up. The Oh, the playlist. There we go. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And bring up the playlist because we're going to reference a couple of these uh, mm. that could be helpful for you all. Yeah. So, all right, anyway, uh, yeah, we so we got some emails, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through, uh, we're going to read you the actual emails, and uh, when when we do this, by the way, we never ever mention your name or where you're from or anything. We yeah. make up a name for you, uh, just so that way it's anonymous. You can never be found out. Nobody wants to think that. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, we have one today from a lady uh, who is married, and then from a guy who is married. And so we thank you for writing those in. And uh, we have other things to do today uh, to be productive. So (laughs) this morning we chose not to have vodka for breakfast, (laughs) but that doesn't mean we're above doing that um, in our next episode this week. Yes. So here's, excuse me, here's the question. We're going to call this, this person Lady M. So this is from a lady. Hi, John and June. Thanks so much for the content you all have created. My husband and I are in the beginning stages of discussing going to a swinger club and what that might look like for us. And by the way, if you've never been to one, people have the craziest ideas about what they're going to encounter oh, yeah. or, or expect to see uh, because they have nothing to go on. It's nothing like, you know, in our experience at least, it's nothing like the uh, the crazy story you're probably telling yourself about how wild or insane or dangerous it is it's it's we've had it's nothing like that <laughs> i think in my mind i remember thinking we're gonna walk in and there's just gonna be people like fucking everywhere it's like a giant orgy. and even in the lobby area just everyone's fucking everywhere and the guy grabs the girl and puts her over his back and they go to they carries her off yeah he carries her. her off to fuck <laughs> to fuck her <laughs> and you just get taken by whoever like totally not the case no Something probably highly illegal about that. (laughs) So anyway, this lady says, uh, my husband and I are in the beginning stages of discussing going to a swinger club and what that might look like for us. We have never had any physical relationship with anyone other than each other. We are high school sweethearts, very religious upbringing, 
extensive purity culture mindset for mm, me. Me too. We can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much what you just described was us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that purity culture thing, that's what I now re- refer to as choking on holy water. Mm-hmm. You can only choke somebody for so long with something, cramming it down their throat before they have to get away just to be able to breathe. Yeah. And um, yeah, unfortunately that, that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sorry to hear that that happened because uh, we, we know that frustration and, and the side effects of that, that can be damaging to you, even into your marriage. And oh that, my that's, gosh. we need, in fact, we need to do a, we need to do a, this brought up an idea just now. We need to do a uh, an episode on like the religious trauma or what what that does to our minds mm. concerning human sexuality. And even if you do it right, uh, I won't go into that. I know I'm I'm getting off the topic here. So they were high school sweethearts, only been with each other, very religious upbringing, extensive purity culture mindset. Mm-hmm. She says we also seem to have a very similar dynamic to you all. You know, to me, to me and Jim. Okay. She says, my husband's very supportive of me trying anything, and he has a higher sex drive to try things with new people. I'm also interested in trying new things and want him to have unique experiences too, but I really struggle with feelings of discomfort and fear that come up when I least expect it. Mm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I guess my question is for June, she says, because I've related to many of your feelings and thoughts. Did you go through extreme waves of emotion Leading up to going to a club, I'm very, I'm typically very emotionally sound, but I'm finding myself breaking down in the morning, then feeling really good and excited about all the new experiences a few hours later, and then breaking down again in the evening. It's given us both whiplash, and I'm not sure how to cope. Mm. Well, you're definitely not alone, and we're sorry to oh, hear yeah. that, but we, we understand that, and we're happy to offer uh, our insights on that. Mm-hmm. She says, I hate feeling this way because it is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my husband to feel like he's causing this mental distress. <clears throat> I don't know what's with my throat today. <clears throat> uh, and objectively, I know this is something we both want to try together and that we can support each other through it. On the other hand, I wish we had never even brought the subject up. Oh, yeah. So that basically, that we're break, we took that whole email and we just broke it down into a few points uh, questions that uh, she's mainly asking June to respond to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you the questions, and I'm going to shut up from talking now, <laughs> and uh, have the real the real intelligent one talk here. <laughs> but so basically, just to just to rehash kind of the, a snapshot of where they're at. <clears throat> First time swinger club visit, kind of nervous. They've only been with each other. Grew up very ultra religious, religious purity culture. Both want to try new things, but struggle with feelings of discomfort and fear um, when she least expects it. So the question, first question for June is this. Did you go through extreme waves of emotion leading up to going to a swinger club? Absolutely. I'd be fine one minute thinking, okay, I, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I think we're, I'm good to try that. And then like later on, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want to do that, but I kind of don't want to at the same time because... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it would go back and forth, back and forth. Um, I'd be fine one night and the next morning or I, I, I wouldn't be fine that night and the next morning I would have sleep on it and then I'd be like, okay, I'm good. And then we'd try something new and then I'd feel terrible all over again with things that we, that we had tried or that John had tried and feelings of, oh my God, you know, like, I don't like that. What is this? And, um, yeah, it's definitely 
it's definitely been a process for sure for me. Um, I grew up very much the same way. Um, and so that has been the biggest struggle for me has been overcoming the Christian-y, like that Christian mind of of trying to overcome that mindset of, of changing the way that you think about things. And that has been a huge, um, a huge thing that I've had to work through and still am to an extent, but it's, it's gotten a lot better now for sure. So. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things, I mean, however you're raised, I mean, you have, you have mental or neural pathways carved in your, your mind, mm-hmm. like in your brain, in your psychology, like ways you were taught to do things, things you were taught that this is the way it is, or this is bad, or this is good. Especially with that purity culture shit that oh, obviously <laughs> didn't work for us. <laughs> we yeah. got a swinger podcast and our, <laughs> our our relationship has never been better, even before mm-hmm. checking out the lifestyle and even better since. Yeah. Uh, we're more each other around each other than we ever have been, mm-hmm. you know, closer. And so, but the thing is, we're all sort of given an operating system that's installed into us, uh, especially if you come from a background like, like this listener does mm-hmm. and like we do. And so it's kind of like, I mean, changing that narrative in your mind, it's going to create friction some. So expect that. Yeah. And anytime you do anything new, um, there's going to be some discomfort. So I don't think it means it's wrong or a a sign you're on the wrong track. Not always. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's just new. Um, In this case, it clearly is. Mm -hmm. If you've never been to the gym before and you go work out and you do leg day, and you go hard, and you've never worked out, mm. you're going to be extremely uncomfortable for the next week. Uh, yes. You're not going to be able to walk straight, yes. not because I hot sex, but because your legs are going to go, <laughs> what the fuck did you do to us? And you're going to find you have leg muscles you didn't know were there, and you exasperated them. Oh, yeah. And you, and you like, brought them out, and now they're just, like, raging with, you know, because they're so sore. They're not used to being used. Yes. And I, just, I think a big part of this uh, is kind of like that. Yeah. It's new. Mm-hmm. But also, you've been taught that one particular way mm-hmm. is the only right way. Um, but, you know, the part of the discussion me and June have had is, well, who said it's the right way? Yeah. Well, the people who told us it is. Yeah. Well, it's funny. If you ask any group of people about what they think is the right way, they're going to tell you what they think it is, and they're yeah. going to justify it because of what they think. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to a matter of opinion at some point. And, and like in this case, let's, we won't get real religious, but it's like, well, why do they believe that way? Well, because the Bible says that. Well, who wrote the Bible? The people who want you to think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've always said, and again, I don't I'll get into the religious thing of it, but I've always said, man, if I, if I wanted people to do what I want them to do, and I want the least amount of resistance and argument or pushback from them, if I could just convince them God said this not me but god said to do this yeah then it's like you're not arguing or disagreeing with me you're disagreeing with god himself the one the creator of everything and by the way if you do that you're going to burn in hell forever in this horribly unthinkable like lake of fire horrible Mm -hmm. uh so you best not do that so Mm -hmm. you know um you're not arguing with me you're arguing with god and there's a consequence for that that's called a scare tactic by the way well And I had to work through that. I mean, for me, it was like, oh, my gosh, I found out I am fucking bisexual. And Mm. I mean, 
seriously, though, I mean, Sorry. I, I, that to me was like, oh my gosh, now that means I'm going to hell. And I had to work through that shit and get that shit out of me. No, I'm not going to hell. God loves me just the way I am. And that's okay that I am that way. One of the biggest challenges people face when they're new to the swinger lifestyle is finding other like-minded people to connect with and get to know. Because most people don't want others to know they're in the lifestyle. So how can you actually find these people? It's very simple, actually. Just go download our free two-page guide called Swing Easy. It's a free two-page PDF document where we show you three of the fastest and easiest places you can start meeting other couples just like you in the next 24 hours or less, guaranteed. Just click the link in the show notes that says free Swing Easy PDF so you can start connecting with other like-minded couples and making new, fulfilling friendships and connections in the next 24 hours or less. Go click the link and grab it right now before the offer expires. Well, and you figure if he made you that way. I mean, we've talked about this in other episodes. I don't want to keep getting back into it. They'll be good for an episode on religious upbringing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, if we didn't make ourselves and, and we are the way we are with certain desires, kinks, fantasies, well, if we didn't put them there, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you put somebody on the hook for something they didn't do. Yeah. Um, and in the religious upbringing, they they try to convince you that, you know, you are on the hook for something you didn't do. It's like when you're a little kid. I mean, I always tell people this, and it sounds fucking horrible, but it happens every day in churches across the world. Imagine if you have like a little kid who's like a four or five year old. Imagine you have like a four year old daughter, and you take her to church, and you hear the story about Jesus being crucified, murdered, nailed to a cross. And then you look at your little girl sitting there who's horrified at this point because she's hearing about somebody being brutally murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at her and say, do you know who put that? Do you know who did that to him? Who did that to Jesus? Who put him on that cross? And the kid would probably say, well, the Romans, the people who did that. No, that's not what the church tells you. Mm-hmm. The church looks at you, points their finger right in your face. Even if you're a four year old little girl and says, you put him it was on that your cross. sin that did it. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. can, now can you imagine a, like a four or five year old kid <laughs> watching like even a movie like Passion of the Christ or something? Imagine watching that movie and watching that guy who played Jesus get the fucking shit beat out of him and yeah. murder brutally. And then you look at your little four year old mm-hmm. and you look at him in the eye and say, You did that to him. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, what a, what a mind fuck. Yeah. And then we wonder. <laughs> Why we feel so bad about ourselves. Well, like, that guy existed 2,000 years before we were even a twinkle in our parents' eye, like, before we were even born. Like, yeah, I didn't put him there. I wasn't even alive yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. can you imagine doing that to your little kid? Like, mm. telling him that? Mm-mm. Can you, men- like, the mental chains you're putting on their mind, now they feel awful about who they are. Yeah. Well, you know, people who do that kind of thing, they do it because they're control freaks and manipulators. And so I say all that, I'm getting out of the religious thing. I don't want to go that direction. I keep saying that, but I know that this listener, the question is rooted in that kind of thing. Yes. And so like you've been, if you're like us, and it sounds like you are, your whole life you've been convinced against yourself. Yeah. 
and that anything in you is wrong and you're guilty for existing mm-hmm. and anything that feels good is bad. Yeah. Which that's a stupid fucking concept. Um, yeah, there's some bad things that feel good. <laughs> Sometimes being bad feels great. And you know what we found? There's not always this big bad wolf consequence on the other side. Sometimes we go, holy shit, that was fun. Yeah. Like I got my first double blow job a couple weeks ago. Mm. Hey, you know what? Like, yeah, youth pastor probably wouldn't recommend that. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? It was good. It was fun. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> June and uh, another another friend of ours, She, she mm-hmm. you were both great. <laughs> so I say all that to say there are mental pathways that have been carved into your mind. And when you start deviating from those, it's not that you're always wrong, but like if you're installing a different operating system in your mind, it it's like when I first switched from Windows to Mac and I never went back. Burn on her. I didn't. I didn't even know how to turn on the computer. I couldn't find the button. It was hidden on the back. It was yes. a big twenty-seven inch iMac. Yeah, I remember that, that. That's that's how how <laughs> novice I was to Apple products. Mm-hmm. Like, like I literally didn't know how to turn it on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find the button, <laughs> and I I didn't know what Safari was. Oh, it's a browser. I didn't know GarageBand. What is that? Like someone's garage? Like mm-hmm. you know? And then I like Excel was called pages or or the word document i don't even remember that i'm still not you know but i learned it pretty quickly but there was a learning curve and i think it's the same thing with this Mm -hmm. now she also said june you know she's not sure how to cope with the mood swings like the back and forth like i know you've kind of touched on that um do you have any other thoughts on that i mean honestly it was i had to like talk through it to myself like and with and with john like okay why am i feeling that way about that thing he wants to try like Mm. what is what is the underlying issue there that is what's the root cause of you feeling that way for me because and i know we've said this in other episodes but for me it was because my mom and dad divorced when i was real young and so and then my dad had left my mom for another woman. Well, then that went into our marriage of like, of of always fearing him leaving me, John leaving me for someone else. And so then we started into the lifestyle. Same fucking thing came back up. Oh my God, I don't want him trying something with some other woman that's not me because number one, I was told that you don't do that from being in the religious background we were in as well as I don't what if he likes what he's doing with her more than what he likes with me and I didn't want to be replaced and so I would encourage you to really figure out what is what is causing you to feel that way and that was lots of conversations with John lots of just time by myself to just to just reflect on it and think about it like what is causing me watching you, you other podcasts that are swinger podcasts too that we've watched before just just trying to get some get some clarity on what is the root cause of that so i encourage you to figure out you know and that might be some hard conversations you know with, with your spouse but just trying to get to the bottom line of what is why are you like what is the emotions like what's the 
I don't know how to word it, but like what's what's the root cause of those emotions that are making you feel on and off, on and off, on and off, whiplash feeling? Yeah, like feeling? in other words, what what are the stories going through your mind mm-hmm. that are caused by the thought of him doing something with someone else? You know, because he probably has this too, to an extent, with you doing things with someone else, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what story, like look beneath just the the emotion or how how you feel kind of like an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Look at the story underneath the emotion. Like what's the narrative? What's the story going through your head? Like like with with June, I think correct me if I'm wrong, I think most everything came back to fear yes. that I would one day leave her for somebody else. Yes. Like that was the story. It mm-hmm. was he'll find something better than me. He'll like something else and he'll like it so much that he will replace me. Mm-hmm. Um now I've never cheated. No. Never even been close neither of us have like, no. at all ne- never would have ever crossed like that's one thing we've gotten right is faithfulness like mm-hmm. we we are faithful and honest and we communicate well with each other that would never never has happened never would mm-hmm. but even in spite of that it's kind of like it was kinda, it's kind of like old baggage you can bring into a new relationship sometimes yes um from an ex you kind of bring the baggage of their infidelity into a new relationship mm-hmm. even though the person you're in the relationship with is faithful um, and they've never even given any indication they would cheat. Sometimes as people, as humans, we we bring old baggage into new relationships. Now, I know this lady, she said they're high school sweethearts. Yeah. So she might not actually deal with that. Mm-hmm. But she is dealing with the fact that she's been with, and I dealt with this too. She has been with her husband for however long they've been married and only them. And now they're wanting to try this new thing mm-hmm. of so- letting someone else play with your spouse so i get it's i get the initial like it's gonna be an initial shock the first time i know it was for me but like it's a complete opposite of anything you've ever done yes absolutely so there's naturally gonna be there's gonna be that there but like like i said you gotta you gotta find the underlining issue that's causing you to be an emotional whip you know giving you guys whiplash yeah what's the story in your head that's tormenting you and then you have to ask is that a valid true story. Mm-hmm. Like, would that actually happen? Well, and also, I would encourage you to listen to our episode three, where we talk about your first visit to a swingers club, because I know you guys haven't even done that yet. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to listen to episode three, where we talk about your first visit to a swingers club. Yeah, and we talk about our own, you know, from deciding to go to the drive there, <laughs> to sitting in the parking lot, to what we call walking the mile from the, the whole hundred feet from the car to the front door and what the hell is on the other side of that mm-hmm. solid black double doors that we don't know what we're going, you know, to expect. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and so we, we, we share our, our, our personal story there, but also that process. Yeah. And it's going to be almost identical to your experience. You'll mm-hmm. probably on the way to the club. And as you go to the club, uh, you're probably going to go, Oh, we remember John and June saying this. Yes. Oh my gosh. We're experiencing that too, <laughs> because we just documented what, just our our own little journey there and yeah it's not that different for everybody mm-hmm. so then this same person uh she wrote a second email i'm gonna read that to you right now uh she says maybe something to go go along with that i think you all mentioned multiple multiple times that you see it as just experiencing new things with new people and john has said that he wanted to be accepted fully for who he was and what his desires are uh I'm going to stop right there real quick before I keep reading. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, 
basically I was okay with June doing anything um, as we started in because I just want her to be happy and try things and discover herself. Um, I, I didn't have that much freedom because even though, and this is all due to insecurities that we've, we've worked past really well. Mm -hmm. Um, but she would try five or six, seven things and I'd be like, Hey, cool. How'd you like that? And I would try one thing. And every time I would try like one new thing, I would get to try. Like I had, like I, I had an argument on my hands. It was, it was rooted in the story she was telling herself though. Mm -hmm. And so, um, my, my big argument was, well, I let you be who you are. Why can't you accept me for who I am? And we talk about that, um, I think in episode six, how to argue less yes. and discover how to argue less and discover your new hot kinks in the lifestyle. You know, there were in that in that episode, episode six, the one thing that broke everything that made everything better mm-hmm. and broke through our communication barrier, we talk about in episode six. Right, we're not going to go into it right now, but it's very simple. Go listen to episode six: How to argue less and discover your new hot kinks in the lifestyle. We talked about how we broke through that, and I wish someone would have just told us that. Yeah. Uh, it would have saved us a lot of trouble. And out of all the episodes we've done, that one is my absolute favorite one so far. Is that the one where we started drinking? We had vodka for breakfast. We fucking had vodka for breakfast. The first time. And then we walked here into our home studio and started recording. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's hot and steamy. It is, <laughs> and it's very good. It's <laughs> yeah. my favorite one. So the listener continues. She says, what would happen if John desired let's say just one-on-one time with someone else and you weren't okay with that. Um, well, are there reasonable boundaries to hold as a couple, even if you are doing all kinds of things with other people, would you feel like you were trying to quote unquote control him? Mm-hmm. Because that, that was a big thing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If she got to play and I didn't, and I got bitched at every time, why are you trying to control me? Mm-hmm. Again, episode six, we talk about what broke through that. Yeah. Um, she says, I'm just wondering where you draw the line between allowing someone to be themselves and compromising your own wants for a married relationship. Mm. So that we broke this one down into a few questions. Mm-hmm. What would happen if John wanted one-on-one time, like to play separately without you there, and you were not okay with it? Um, he wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, because it's not it's not that important to have five, ten, fifteen minutes with somebody. It's it's not that. It, and it's the same with me. If he felt the same way. I wouldn't do it because our our relationship, our marriage is more important than that 15 minutes that you might enjoy yourself with someone else. Yeah, I mean, part part of getting into this is being on the same page as much as possible of what we will do or not do. Mm-hmm. And if like our agreement in the beginning is if if one of us is not comfortable with something, we pull the ripcord. Yeah. Like we don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I'm like really looking forward to something and really wanting, but for some reason June's not on board. I'll probably get pissed off for three or four minutes and I'll go have another drink or go do something. I'll get over it and it'll be fine. And we can talk later and we can work through whatever that was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, on the flip side, June, you know, she's not maybe as extrovert as me or high tempered, maybe sometimes. (laughs) So she's just like, Hey, even if I want something, if you're not cool, I'm good with that. Well, and that, and and that happened, that happened this weekend. Yeah. Um, and I was like, totally like, if he would have said no, I would have totally been, it would have totally been okay. And I, but that was news to me because I expect, I expect her to respond to, to a situation like I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I forget she's her own person <laughs> and she's not always necessarily going to respond 
to something the same way I will. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the whole question, what would happen if, if John wanted one-on-one time to play separately with somebody, but June was not okay with it? Simple answer. I wouldn't fucking do it. Mm -hmm. I won't do it Mm -hmm. because my relationship is more important with June than having fun with somebody who, uh, Probably I don't may may or may not know that well. Even if I knew them all, my marriage comes first. My relationship comes first. Yeah. And like you know, if you've ever had sex before, um, it's fun. It's good. But all pretty much feels the same, relatively speaking. It, it there ain't nothing out there that's going to be so mind blowing mm-hmm. that you're you're like I don't give a fuck. It's worth ruining my marriage. Like fuck that. Yeah. Like no. we got into this thing to have fun. Yeah, to 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 add the confetti on our already amazing cake. So like, no, uh, it, we wouldn't just we just wouldn't do it. There's no question about that. Yeah. So now here here was the point of friction. Going back to some of the friction we had. Um, because June was getting to try a number of things, and I was supportive. But whenever I tried something, I would get bitched at. <laughs> Um, and we're not there anymore, thankfully, but mm-hmm. we understand why now. Yeah. Um, if you were to ask me that question, what would happen if, you know, I desired one-on-one time with someone and June wasn't there? Uh, I still wouldn't have done it, but I'd have been really pissed because, you know, the, I, I actually had resentment growing in me towards her at some point mm-hmm. um, until we got through this. Yeah. Because it was basically, oh, you get to have all your fun, but I don't get to have any of my fun without consequence. And the consequence is always getting pitched at turned into a big argument until we understood what the real issue was and then yeah. we're like oh yeah it's that mm-hmm. again episode six go listen to it yeah it's probably the best one so far mm-hmm. now the next question here was are there any reasonable boundaries to hold as a couple even if you're doing things with other people well i mean i think for us there's the boundary that we have as a couple, mm-hmm. um, which which is that we play together. Um, yeah, that's a rule we always have. That's the rule we always have. Like if he f- sees a girl that he wants to play with, um, I'm there to play a lo- play as well. Um, it helps that we're both attracted to the same kind of woman. So that's that's not, that's we that's, like the, that's a bonus. We like the same kind of chicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but if he sees somebody that he wants to play with, um, I'm right there playing along with with them. So we're always together. Yeah. So there there could be other boundaries as far as like the you know just have you know oral sex or soft swap, full swap. Like what can you touch, not touch what. How what how far is too far? Mm-hmm. Like decide that up front. Yeah. Like hey, if we meet people we're comfortable with, like what do you like as of right now? What do you think you're most comfortable with? You know, you each answer that question for each other. Yeah. And then you just make that your limit. And then and, you can also have personal. Yeah. Boundaries. And before we go there, um, these boundaries may develop and evolve. So yeah. be open to that. Mm-hmm. What bothered you two weeks ago or two months ago might not be a thing anymore just because of what you tried. And you're just like, yeah, it's really not that big a deal. So be open to that. But yeah, ha- have some have some boundaries you agree on and stick yeah. to them. You know, you're in this to have fun with each other. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to repair a relationship, don't fucking do this. No. Like we've heard just horror stories. Like, you know, if you already have a good relationship, it's made ours even better. Yeah. But I'm sorry, you, June, you were saying. Oh, and I, and I, I think the other thing was just so, having boundaries. Um, 
couple boundaries and then we have well, boundaries. Couple, yeah, couples boundaries as a couple, as a unit of two yeah, people. Which but for then, us was just that we play together. Um, but, but then you're saying. But then there's also the the boundaries for each other, like for ourselves. Guys, have you found it difficult to get and keep an erection while at lifestyle events? If so, you're not alone and it's common. The new environment and the distractions can contribute to a lack of an erection due to performance anxiety at the very moment you need it the most. I personally ran into this issue early on in the lifestyle and it was super frustrating. But don't worry, there's a solution. If you use our link in the show notes and use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout, you'll get $30 off your order of FDA-approved ED medication from Shameless Care so you can get hard and stay hard in the moments that matter most. Don't question your manhood or feel like less of a man ever again. Just click the link in the show notes right now to get $30 off before the promotion ends so you can get back in the game and blow your sex partner's mind. Click the link right now and simply use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout. Yeah, and so, like, we each have our personal boundary of, you know, what we want to do or not do. But also, there's, 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 like, a secondary definition to that. It could be my boundary for Jim and her boundary for me. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't want me doing certain acts or things. Unless she looks at me in the moment and says, hey, it's actually fine. I'm okay. Yeah. And I, and I feel she's not being pressured or she doesn't, she's not like feeling bad if she doesn't say it's okay. None of that. Like we, we triple and quadruple confirm things with each other. Oh yeah. So it's like, what are your, what are your boundaries for your spouse? Mm-hmm. And what are they, what are your, what are theirs for you? Now at the same time, there's also this. And this is kind of my mindset more. And we've heard others say this. Um, who are happy in lifestyle. It's like, well, hey, if she wants to do something, don't ask me. Go ask her. She's her own person. Um, you know, a guy referring to his wife. You know, if you want to do something with her, well, don't ask me. Like, go ask her. She's her mm-hmm. own person. Like, if as long as she's okay with something, that's that's not, you know, my place to say, you know, because, you know, that that's what works for them. Now, they've, they've probably grown to that point. That doesn't mean you should have to be there. In the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so <laughs> I know for me, like one of my personal boundaries is like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just do anything with any guy. Like I'm not, I'm not going, I actually did our first thing this last weekend, but like, I'm not going to just do something with anybody. I just, for me, this is my own personal boundary. I don't play with a guy that I just met. I just, I don't do that. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people do. Sometimes that that can be exciting um, on mm-hmm. both ends, whether it's a guy, girl, girl, guy, or yeah, girl, girl, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's just one of your one idea from from that's mine. Yeah, yeah. You like to you like to get a feel for you know is he a weirdo or is he mm-hmm. like or you know get to know this person. Yeah, and so yeah, and by the way, we're much more into making friends. Yeah, and when you click with people, you just click either click or you don't. It's kind of like you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to force it. Yeah. You meet a bunch of people. You click with some, not others. And things naturally, organically lead to different places. Yeah. Now, there was also the compromise question. Mm. Um, I'm wondering where, and I know I'm doing a lot of talking. I'm really trying not to. Um, I'm just wondering where you draw the line between allowing someone to be themselves and compromising your own wants for the married relationship. Or here's our policy. You don't ever fucking compromise. No. Um, now, communicate. Yes. And 
be very clear on what you both want and what's holding you both back um, from doing that. I mean, you're, you're teammates. You're not firing guns at each other. You're standing shoulder to shoulder, side by side, facing forward in the same direction, you know, facing the same enemies together. You're a team. Well, I mean, like, like for example, you know, we talked about this before, but there was a time, you know, that John was going was playing with a lady and the guy immediately came over and was trying to get me to to play with him. And I I was like, no, I wasn't ready. And, you know, and he just the whole time was just giving me that evil eye the whole not, time. Not me, the guy. No, the guy was that I said no to. So but here's what happened. He thought it was kind of a bait and switch kind of thing we realized yeah. afterwards. And he, he got a little pissed off because it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And fuck him. It shouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. And so I basically played with his lady and she loved it. And then June came over and played with her eventually while I was playing with her. And she loved that too. But, and he had to kind of sit out. But here's the thing. He had this expectation that if he, if he, he could, we can just trade ladies. But the thing is, we never even talked about it. That was never even discussed. It wasn't. And so he just assumed it was going to go. And when it didn't. It was like, well, yeah, because you didn't have a good feel for him. You had a weird vibe. Um, and then how he acted actually confirmed it. But what I was going to say about that was just that, like, be, I brought that up to say, I am not going to fucking compromise. Just because John is playing with that lady does not fucking mean that I get that I'm going to that you can assume that I'm going to play with you. Yeah. Like, no, like, fuck no. Like, if you think so, I encourage you do not compromise. I was saying all that to say, like, just because John played with that lady, that doesn't mean that I have to compromise. Oh, well, because he wants to play with that lady, that means that I, I have to play with the guy then. No, you fucking don't. Yeah, and that's called, that's what is commonly referred to in the swinger lifestyle is, quote unquote, taking one for the team. Like, hey, babe, come on. No. I know you don't like him, but I really want to be with her. Like, fuck you. Don't no. do that. No. No. And, I mean... The, yeah, just no. Like, don't do that. You know, if 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 your guys that way, or if someone's that way, they'll get the fuck over it. Like, because what you don't want is is resenting yourself. Yeah. Afterwards, and being disappointed in yourself. Like, trust me, you would rather disappoint some stranger or somebody uh, than disappoint yourself. Yeah, definitely. That you didn't hold your own integrity. And you know what I think she meant by this also, or she could have meant by this when she said. I'm wondering where do you draw the line between allowing someone to be themselves and compromising your own wants for a married relationship? Maybe we don't know this, but maybe what she's asking is also, well, what if her husband really wants to do something, but she doesn't want him to do it yet? Like, well, she, maybe she's afraid. Well, what if I tell him no? And then he goes and does it anyway, or, or he gets mad at me. Um, you know, I, I, that might be what she's asking. I can't tell, but, I would say agree to take baby steps into this thing together. Mm-hmm. That will probably really help with, you know, not not feeling like you have to compromise, you know, if you're not ready to see that or be a part of it with maybe what what your husband wants. Yeah. I mean, just agree on baby steps you'll take. And, you know, look, I'll tell you when I'm ready to see that. I don't feel I am yet. Um, but there's probably other little things where you're like, okay, that's not so bad. Or this other thing, we can do that. And you just sort of grow together. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. So last thing on this one is, uh, before we go to the next email, 
what we've discovered is as we try new things together, baby steps at our own pace, Mm -hmm. we've discovered we're more comfortable with more things. Basically, the more we do, the baby steps we comfortably take, and we realize there's really, most of these things, there's really no big deal. Mm -hmm. We thought all these things were going to be a big deal. Then we did them and we're like a little disappointed that like not disappointed, happily disappointed. Like that really wasn't an issue. Like, yeah. What? Like it was all in our head. That's oh, been yeah. almost everything we've tried in the lifestyle. Oh my I, gosh. Yes. I don't know if there's been one thing that wasn't the case. Not to say there wouldn't be, but for us. Every fucking thing we've tried, like, well, especially me, I've been the one that's the overthinker. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, every fucking thing I've done, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I try it and I'm like, I have no fucking conviction. This was awesome. Like, what in the world was I even scared about? It was just not an issue. You're like, huh, I'm surprisingly, I'm surprisingly not disturbed by this. I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think one of the big things, this listener is probably similar to you. I think the big fear probably is rooted probably somewhere in the fear of being replaced or left. I mean, for guys or ladies with, with these concerns, that's what we're finding. It usually comes down to, or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. And once you deal with that and it's like, Oh, my spouse isn't going anywhere. Or it's just the unknown fears. Like for me, it was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. So it was a lot of the unknowns of like, well, I don't know if I want to see him kiss somebody else because I don't know how that's going to make me feel. You know? Yeah. Like, I want him to be able to enjoy himself, but I don't know how I'm going to feel seeing that. Is that going to make me feel like I'm going to get replaced? Is she a better kisser than me? And then your mind goes, oh, yeah, your mind goes in that downward spiral. Her <laughs> mind did anyway. Yeah, your mind will fuck with you. Mm-hmm. The The thing is, realize that there's the fearful story you're telling yourself, even if you don't realize you're doing it, about this worst case scenario that could happen. And not that they don't sometimes, but it's an individual case. And, you know, there's a lot of cases where the bad thing doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But there is um, there is the, the fearful story that you're telling yourself of how it's going to be and make you feel. And then there's the way it actually is once you do it. Yeah. And those two, thi- those two things, in our experience have been in almost every case, pretty much every case so far, those have been two very different things. The fear we had in our minds about what it would be like after we tried something and then how it actually was are complete opposites. Again, we haven't realized any horrible, terrible fears, us personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've actually been like, oh, there's the the 15th non-issue that was actually pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, we're not tearing ourselves apart over it mm-hmm. or each other. We're just like, oh, that was just kind of a non-issue. Um, we expected it to be way worse. And yeah, it's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, you know, he's got the big smoke and mirrors and boo-ha-ha yelling and people yeah. are afraid. <laughs> and then like the curtain falls or whatever. And and it's like, don't look at the little man behind the, the it's like. Behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah it's like. It's it's like it was this big smoke and mirror story, and then it's like it's this little f- tiny midget fuck, like mm-hmm. with a big microphone. Like he's not even a big scary monster. He's this little guy who's like, you know, he's a munchkin. He's not scary, yeah. but he was projecting this fear, oh, yeah. this fear story, yep. and keeping people where they are and feeling 
on an emotional roller coaster of fear and and all mm-hmm. these different things. When in reality, once they just experience it or saw it for what it was, they're like, "Huh, that's actually not even a thing." Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a pretty big relief. Yeah. Every relationship is different, though. Yeah, definitely. So now we have the second one. I uh, know. Again, my whole goal on here is to not talk so much. I know I'm doing lots of talking. Do you want me to read this? You one? want to read this one? Yeah, I will you... read this one. Okay. This is from uh, a guy we're going to call Guy X. Yes, Guy X. It says, "Hey, th- thank you first of all for doing this podcast. Been a pleasure listening to you both and the info you, the info you." been uh bringing to the table and y'all seem like great people thank you yeah we try thank you (laughs) we try um my girlfriend and i have been together for almost two years and we have an amazing relationship and an incredible sex life and we both have been curious to dive into the lifestyle we currently live in yeah you don't have to say that blank an eastern side of one of the 50 united states Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to make a trip to a certain uh, swinger club, mm-hmm. but understandably are nervous. I'm 29 and she's 22. Knowing that we would find couples or individuals closer to both our age, or would we feel potentially awkward being possibly, possibly younger than most of the crowd? We are both very often, or, I'm sorry, we are both very open and honest with each other. But our biggest concern is not being able to find people our age. Thank you again for taking the time to read. And again, your podcast is, podcast is greatly helpful. Cheers. Awesome. Well, thank, well you. thank you for the question, Guy X. Yeah. Um, so basically, the big, the big question he's, he's talking about is dealing with being nervous um, because they're afraid they're not going to be able to find people their own age. He's 29. She's 22. Mm-hmm. Most people we find in the lifestyle are sort of 30, mid 30s and mm-hmm. up. Yeah. But there are tons of exceptions to that rule. Yes, there I mean, is. There, there are tons of exceptions. Um, there are a lot of people in their 40s, 50s, 60s plus, but there are a lot of people who are in their mid, late 20s or early 30s um, where they wouldn't be that much older than you. Yeah. Like, like we got, we got a message from someone the other day and uh, you know june and i as of this recording we're both 38 years old and this person said when they found out how old we were he goes oh my gosh wow you all don't look your age at all mm. i said well thank you thank i said you, thank you know you. we we work out we we stay healthy <laughs> um he thought we were much younger mm-hmm. than we are and by the way this guy he was 18 years old yeah so an 18 year old thought we were closer to his age than our actual age. So I say that to say we've also discovered that, uh, you know, not everyone in the lifestyle takes care of themselves, but there are a lot of people in the lifestyle who take care of themselves. Yeah. And you would be shocked to find out how old they are. Yeah. After you see them and how good they look, but also after talking to them and finding personal connection with them. Mm-hmm. And then you go, Oh my gosh, you're five to 10 years older than me. And you just had no idea. Cause well, it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Now, if you're if she's 22 and he's 29, yeah, if someone's 52, 55, yeah, that's that's a that's pretty a little, big that's gap. Pushing it. Yeah. But if someone's 35 or 38, like like that's that's actually not that big of a gap. It's not. And it's I mean, and you're 
you're not always in a different stage of life. Sometimes you might be in a similar stage of life or there's so many points people connect on where, Mm -hmm. um, you're, you know, that might not be an issue. So I would just say, don't be deceived by the, the, the age gap myth yes. only. Like, yeah, it's a thing, but it's also not. Yeah, don't like, don't let that stop you from going and enjoying, enjoying this lifestyle. Like, don't let that be the only reason you're not going to go is because you're worried that there isn't going to be anybody that's around your age. I mean, we've met people, you know, that are, you know, their age, like 20s, like early 20s. But we've also met people that are in their 50s and you would never know they were in their 50s because they take great care of themselves and they're hot (laughs) and they're fun to talk to they're just genuinely good people yeah like when you go to one of these places at least the place we go you know you know in dallas texas like people um they're just it's it's like you you know if you if you you know went to like you know get some wings at the bar at the local the local wing place you know or the local bar and grill like and there's like there's married couples all over the place or couples not to be married but couples and people are just normal mm-hmm. and they're meeting people saying hi like it's just like that <laughs> you know which everyone there is they're there because they hopefully want to play and sometimes you do sometimes you don't mm-hmm. but people in these places in our experience they're just mostly just normal people mm-hmm. um, that you meet at the grocery store it's yeah. I mean, you probably walk by swingers every day. You just don't even know it. Uh-huh. John and I do that a lot. We'll, we'll whisper to each other. We'll be like, she's really pretty, but does she swing, though? <laughs> <laughs> I first thought that when I was at the gym working out, and this beautiful, beautiful lady was there. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm thinking my, my, my manly, dirty thoughts going, man, she is fucking beautiful. I know my wife would like her, too. <laughs> and I thought to myself... But does she swing? Because it's like it's like you can be the most beautiful woman in the world, but if you're not open minded to ha- to want to have fun, we're you know you're probably a great person. We're just probably not that interested in you though. Yeah, because like we're looking for like minded people who are mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. and um, you know it doesn't really matter how beautiful they are. It's like well, she's not willing to have fun. You know, then we, we don't really want to be that that yeah we don't want to be that kind of friends with. <laughs> um, but we obviously you know. We would still be friends with somebody, yeah. Even if they weren't lifestylers, um, but you know, it's just kind of that funny thing where, mm. oh, she's hot, but does she swing? But does she swing though? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That that is the question. Yes, it is to swing or not to swing. What's the question? I know, shit, my once God, again, we choose to like, swing. Why huh? is there a question? Good God, this mm-hmm. this is fun as shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to the next part. He doesn't want to be the young couple around a bunch of old people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that that's the fear. And there are generally older people. By older, I mean 30, 30 and up, or mid thirties and up. But again, you you would never know some of these people's age once you talk to them, connect with them. Yeah. And you would you you'll probably find yourself um, proud of yourself and glad you didn't prejudge only on age or perceived age before getting to know somebody or another couple. Mm -hmm. Because that honestly could become like one of your next best friends and friendships that bring a lot of meaning and fulfillment to your life and opportunities, uh, not just in the lifestyle, but just having that friendship. But if you would have prejudged it on the front, you just never know what you would have missed out on. Well, yeah, because I mean, we have a couple, G.I. Joe and Barbie, (laughs) and 
we just more recently kind of found out how they actually are after we've been like friends and playing with them for weeks now. So it's like we just recently like found out how old they are. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like, here's an example. The one we call Barbie. I believe she's 36. Mm -hmm. So you and I were like a year and a half or two older than her. But I think he's either 40 or like early 40s, maybe 40 to 42 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing. Uh, if if you're the 22 year old lady listening to this, uh, mm-hmm. there's a reason we nickname him GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't look 40, 42. Nope. And uh, a lot of the ladies that like to play with him are 22, 24 years old. They're younger ladies, and he actually he likes younger ladies as well. And so, um, you know, I I don't know. Not to be like stereotypical but what guy doesn't like the thought of like younger women it kind of, it's kind of most guys in general it's like oh she's younger you know if he's usually thinking about like the physical of it um, mm-hmm. as far as being on the same page in life and mentally psychologically that, that could be totally different but and then barbie well enough said she's like literally looks like a barbie doll she's barbie so she's barbie <laughs> and so she's then and she, that and- yeah, and she's a great person. Oh like, my gosh, they it's, both it's are. It's like um, beauty and brains, and she's fun to be around. Yeah. But like, yeah, if you're 22 and you see this, if you just said, oh, you don't see the guy's picture yet, but he's 40 or 41, you might go, oh, nope, too old. Then you see the picture, but if no one told you the age and then gave gave you the picture, you'd be like, yeah, the, the 22-year-old lady. i Yeah. The 22-year-old lady might be like, <laughs> wow, uh, him, like, that... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, after you meet him, it's like, oh, by the way, I'm 41. You know? Yeah. You probably wouldn't care. So, yeah, just don't don't be uh, too misled by the, the, the age gap myth. Yeah. Um, but we understand your concern. And it's absolutely. totally valid. Yeah, absolutely. But just don't let that be the only reason that you're that you're not going. Yeah. And by the way, we met one other couple who actually has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not getting any kickbacks from them or anything for mentioning them but uh your email brought them to mind and we want to refer them to you as a good resource because they their uh their names are jason bella we met them once at the club mm-hmm. that we go to um we didn't know they had like a podcast or anything we they were just sitting on a couch talking to some people we were talking to and then i don't know somehow i, w- I was going through swinger podcast and i saw their picture i'm like oh i didn't know they had you yeah. know a podcast Mm-hmm. But, you know, their names are Jace and Bella, J-A-S-E, Jace and Bella. And their website, their their podcast is called Four Hour Play. So it's the number four, O-U-R-P-L-A-Y. It's number four and then Hour Play mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube or wherever, uh, podcast, online. Um, they They are, I believe, they're millennials. And they're basically, that. I remember them talking about, like, beginning lifestyle and being so much younger they were high school sweethearts as well yeah uh came from a religious upbringing yes now, now that i think of it, i remember i remember their story yeah uh, very religious in in the south uh just like our listener with the question just like us mm-hmm. so they're 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 a niche demographic with their swinging podcast and and business and what they do is all for like millennials who want to know more about swinging because there are a lot of people who are older that are not millennials that are in the lifestyle, 
but there are also millennials, and that's actually their target market, their target group, yeah. because they are. Yeah. And so go check them out, Jason Bell. Again, we don't get any kickbacks from them. We don't actually know them. We've only met them once, but when you, we got your email, um, you know, from the first one, we thought of the, them. There, yeah, from you. Like we thought of them immediately because yeah. that's their specific target. Like they're they're looking to help people like you as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, listen to their stuff. Continue listening to ours if you want. Hopefully it's helpful. Um, I just think uh, maybe if you have specific questions about being younger, I think they may be able to serve you and help you with those specific questions uh, from life experience even better than me and June can. Mm -hmm. However, what we're telling you is going to be relevant regardless. I just think maybe those could be good connections for you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're always happy to share anything we know. Mm Mm-hmm. So that uh those were the 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 couple of emails we got. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, you know, if you have questions that you want to ask, I know you'll you'll hear this in the the opening and the closing. Uh, oh, oh, what are you doing, June? <laughs> oh, I know what she's doing. She has this <laughs> She just leaned down and gave me a blowjob. Um you're welcome. Nice, nice and random. I Thank had to uh, end the episode. I hadn't done it the whole episode, and I was like, "Shit, I've not, I've not done that yet." Hey, that's your choice. I, I didn't coerce you. <laughs> Can't help that I'm insatiable. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> so are you, baby. Thank um, you. Again, if you have questions, just send us an email. Yeah. At New Swingers Podcast, New Swingers Podcast at Gmail dot com, and we love to. Uh, address your questions anonymously and to help you out as you explore and maybe even start to, uh, you know, enjoy the lifestyle, enjoy the lifestyle. (laughs) So yeah, this has been a great episode. We hope it was helpful for you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the new swingers podcast. Do you have a question about the swinger lifestyle or an issue you're struggling with? Send us an email at new swingers podcast at gmail.com newswingerspodcast at gmail.com and there's a good chance we may anonymously feature and discuss your questions so it can be helpful for you as well as other listeners just send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com